Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 80 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. Julian Smith is my guest today. Julian, welcome to the show. Hello, Esty. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you guys. Every time Julie and I get together, we like literally just can't stop talking forever. There is so much you're going to learn and enjoy on today's episode. Let me tell you a little bit about him before we dive in. So Julian is the founder of JD Nevins Communications Incorporated, one of the fastest growing digital marketing agencies in Toronto. Within a year, was ranked among the top 10 digital marketing agencies in Toronto on UpCity and number one by customer reviews among non-paying member agencies. So that's cool cred. And he has the fast growing YouTube channel and podcast, B-I-Y-F Marketing, which I will not tell you what it stands for, but you're welcome to look it up. Um, and he continues to attract distinguished business and thought leaders, including myself. Um, they got in their first season alone, three and a half, over three and a half thousand subscribers, 180,000 video views, and over 3.6 million minutes watched. You know, Julian's a master of his staff, co-founder of the Marketing Summit Academy, thought leader in digital marketing, international keynote speaker, over 20 years experience in marketing and digital media production, and on and on. And I am so excited for you to be here and we can share with my audience all the fun things that we always talk about when we get together. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to get a version <laughs> of that just as a like, little intro wherever I go. Awesome. <laughs> Carried around like a little pocket speaker and be like, oh my God. That was so, I mean, you bulleted through all of that in, in just a few seconds. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it, it was amazing that you did it all for me to bullet through. So before we dive in to the story, I actually want to just kick off with a little overview of digital marketing because you've been doing this for 20 years. Most people in the digital marketing space are like, barely here for, I don't know, like five days, um, <laughs> maybe 20 weeks. And just talk a little bit about how much, how has the landscape changed, you know, from where you started to where it's at now. Well, and let me integrate it with part of the journey, really, uh, because um, originally, exactly, it was in the very old school days of marketing. When, when I started my first job out of university, I had a degree in, in psychology, uh, minor in philosophy. There's not much you can do with those. I didn't really even know what I wanted to do with my life. So I just went to the university career center to figure out, okay, well, what am I supposed to be doing? And I took all of those aptitude tests and interest tests and, 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 and so forth. And it basically boiled down and said, okay, well, you should either be a marketer or a priest. Uh, <laughs> One of these two, for some reason, you're just well suited for that. And I was like, okay, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm no priest. So I guess that's it. And so I jumped into the marketing. I, I went looking for a job in, in marketing, having no idea what I was doing. I remember one interview in particular, somebody being like, okay, tell me about a, a, a commercial that you like today on TV. And I said it. And they were like, okay, why do you like it? I was like, well, it's because it's funny and it's entertaining. And, and I said, okay, what was the brand name? I was like, okay, I, I fail. Okay, I get it. I need to be paying a little more attention to how this all works. And anyways, I managed to get into the industry. In those days, it was just print. 
Um, I remember, in fact, that first boss, like us saying, hey, we need a website. This is, websites are this thing now. He's like, well, why? It's, it's like, well, think of it like a, a digital business card. He's like, well, I got business cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, like there was, he, he didn't understand um, the fact that everybody would have a website at some point, you know. Um, so to talk about, you know, to answer your question in terms of how much it's changed, it's changed a lot. Um, so continuing along with that journey, you know, I, I worked in the industry for a while. I even dabbled in a few other things. Uh, like what? Wait, I don't even think I know this about you. What else did you do? Oh, well, I mean, there was a, there was a little while where I actually got into politics, um, and, um, was hired as a, uh, was hired by, so for, for, as a, on a campaign or not so much a campaign, but a, a lobbying campaign actually. And then. Okay, I totally didn't know this about you. This is a fun tangent. Um, okay, fine. I, I, I won't follow that, yet. That was very brief, and then I kind of went back in. I got hired as an event planner for Ben and Jerry's marketing here in Canada. They had just launched in Canada. There was a parent company manufacturing it here, um, and so I was doing events in that, and that almost got me down this other path as well of uh, corporate social responsibility. After that job, I was hired as this sort of researcher uh, to help kind of research and, and, and help write this business case for why companies back then should, should be, you know, um, adopting, uh, a, a corporate social, a, a socially responsible corporate approach in terms of how they manage. So I almost went down that path. And then I went back into school to study sound design. I was like, I'm almost, I'm done with marketing. I, I want to do sound design. And I got, did a, a degree in uh, studio engineering. Um, what is what is sound design? What does that even mean? Well, studio recording and sound design. Well, I mean, it's it's well. It's, so, for example, you know, let's say like in a movie, you know, there's all of those sound effects, and how do you how do you create mood and atmosphere with music, and and how do you do the editing of of audio? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So it was like studio engineering. There was a component of music education and training. I've always actually been a hobby musician. I was, I have these guitars. Yeah, I don't know if you, you, you can't see behind him right now because you're listening to this, but he's got guitars sitting on the, on the back wall. So I was actually like, that was always a hobby. Like that was, I never like, I never had an ambition to be a rock star. I always actually had, a, I had a bit of an ambition to like write songs for rock star and just collect royalties and nobody knew who I was. But um, now, now I know why we're, why we're such good friends. I've been like writing um, songs and music since I was a little kid. I never did anything with it. It was always just for me. I actually like, I mean, I had this very cool broad project that's still like, you can still go listen to all the music called tunehall.com. Where it was it? Like this, I'm going to go check this out. I got to hear it. T-U-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Uh -huh. Okay. And so this was a community project when I just moved to Montreal and I didn't know other musicians where we would like get a different team of musicians once a month. And the idea was to write, record, mix, and post online a new song in 24 hours after. Oh my gosh, so cool. And that became like, we ended up with like 30 songs that ended up becoming a performance band. Again, I had no desire to be like a front man of anything. And then next thing I know, I find myself as the lead singer of this band. Before that, I actually had a song. <laughs> Before that, I had a song that is, is the opening track of a film. Called, the film is called It All Happens Incredibly Fast. That's and so I had cool. recorded in a professional studio uh, a song that's the opening track for that. That is very cool. 
Okay. <laughs> so so we're, we're, we're on the journey and we're still answering your question. We're still uh, answering my question. Of how things have changed. It's like, it's this like meandering, like a snake path, you know? Like, this all comes together. This all comes so together. So linear, but that's the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Welcome to my brain. Um, <laughs> and so I, I almost went into studio recording. I actually had this like internship position in my thirties or something. And then I got, I, I was offered this opportunity at this multimedia agency. And they were doing like, they were doing some pretty innovative stuff for the time. So this goes back about uh, 15 years. And this is right after I had gone to school and had been running my own, my first business, which goes back a little over 15 years ago, which was web hosting, web development. I did that for about four years, survived, and then realized I was still a little green. I wanted to get back into the workforce. I wanted to re-educate myself, et cetera. I got this job at this multimedia agency where I worked for 10 years. They were doing very cool things at the time. So this answers a bit of like how things changed. I would say these guys were ahead of their, ahead of the, their, um, ahead of the time at the time. They were getting a lot of big like financial corporations, a lot of big banks, all the big banks in Canada, building these sort of micro sites that and they were very well attuned to the whole idea of the customer journey at that point. So these were micro sites that had like a little calculator and a video that would explain how you could use the calculator for your benefit. Go plug in this information and then you could contact somebody, right? It was okay. and now like people can do that through like an automated nothing for like, you know, zero dollars a month. And then it was probably thousands and thousands of dollars to, to leverage. That. It was thousands of dollars to produce all of that stuff. The videos were very, I mean, everything was very high end and it looked very slick for, you know, and, and, and that agency still exists and they still produce very high quality stuff. Um, but, but to your point, um, you know, social happened and, and a lot of things have happened. Um, and this is where like, yeah, just to answer your question, I mean, so those are like some early days we went from, I, I started there where it was like, why do I even need a website to some kind of sophisticated stuff, which some people are still trying to figure out and implement in their business. I mean, this is what you and I are still doing actually is we're still helping people implement those kinds of systems. Totally. But to your point earlier, exactly, they've, they've, there's all kinds of them out there now. There's a lot of out-of-the-box solutions. There's a lot of like way that you can take a variety of out-of-the-box solutions and connect them through other third parties and there's APIs and this, I mean, there's just too much almost now. A, yeah. reality, chatbots, I, I, I don't even know how to create a list for where we're at today. It's going fast. Yeah. And I think that's such a good, like that last point in a way really sums it up where we, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was like, why do I even need a website? What does that mean? And there were like a handful of ways you could get it done. And only the biggest people did it because it was thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to do anything decent. And I'm going back, if we're going back 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember I built my first website. Um, I was doing public speaking, more like inspirational speaking before I had gone into, I'd always had my own side businesses, but one of my side businesses was me as an inspirational speaker and I would get booked and I would travel and, you know, inspire people. It was super fun. Um, and so I built this website in something called, uh, it was called Freewebs then. Now it's called Webs and it was bought over by Vistaprint. Um, that is the interface and they've updated it tremendously since then. Um, but that was the very dawn of, you know, novices being able to build websites through like GUI interfaces, guys, GUI graphic user interface, 
buttons that you push um, without having to know how to code. But I remember even then I was trying to like embed audio players to play some of my stuff and I had to hack it. There was no easy like button where you just like embed audio player. And I remember I would go to other websites that had audio players and I would rip the code off and I would like Google like teach me HTML because um, I'm a little oh bit of a hacker. I gosh, always... you and I are like, have been doing the same thing. I've been following each other. So it's like, I think my, I think I started that business that we're posting in 2002. I think that was around then. And yeah. exactly yeah. like, uh, exact same things. Exactly. That's exactly exact same things. I was I was finding JavaScripts that I could plug in and little iframes on my site that would give off people that I found by the here, you know, this will crack it up. Do you remember Pandora Box? So what is this that? this is like an early thing. So this was like a chat early days of like simulated chat kind of things. And you could no, I never I never dealt with those guys. You could create a free account and you could kind of manipulate a bit like how it was so it would if it you asked it certain questions, you could get it to actually kind of give the answer that you would want it. And I found it somewhere online the other day. It was like I put this little Lego guy and it was like you type whatever into it. And it says like who's Julian or something like that. Its answer will be something like Jules rules. <laughs> and it's and, and and I have no access to the account anymore. But I, I found the page. That's I found the page, and this bot that still says I rule from like <laughs> 15 years ago. That's awesome. I had such a great website because I bought my domains, you know, before everyone bought domains. So I had lifeinspired.com. Yeah, and then. Because I wish I bought better. of a, um, a situation beyond my control. Um, someone who was supposed to renew the site didn't, that someone was not me. And I lost it. And within 24 hours of it expiring, obviously some company bought it and then they wanted to sell it back to me for thousands of dollars. And I'm like, dude, it was always a hobby, like no chance. Um, but it was, it was a very big loss uh, for me. Cause like that was, that was an awesome site. You know, that was, yeah. that was like my first like website that I built. Yeah. Um, okay, total, total rabbit <laughs> hole. Let's, let's climb out, clawing our way out of the rabbit hole of like the early 2000s online marketplace. So yeah, like coming from a place where there's like, you know, maybe one tool, you know, that was like the only tool out there where you could build your own website without paying for it. And now you've got like Wix and Weebly and Webs and like, you know, only 500 other ones. Yeah. Oh, and that, that's not even talking about WordPress and custom coding and should you do funnels? And if you're going to do sales funnels, are you using any one of the 15 different services that do sales funnels? And, you know, when you build your site, what are all the extras that you're going to do? And, and coming from a place of like, you know, there were just like a very few options to a place where it's, it is, is very overwhelming for so many people in our marketing magic course, you know, in our, I think it's module... I want to say module five, we, we go through, you know, what you need in terms of web presence. I don't call it website cause you need a web presence. Not everyone needs a website necessarily. Um, I know that's, that's a little renegade, but I feel like you'll probably agree with me cause you're renegade too. Um, not everyone needs a website, but you do need some kind of a web presence or you just absolutely don't exist. Like I don't care if you're standing in front of me, if I can't find you online, you're pretend. <laughs> that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, and, and that yeah, you know, you're, you're, look, um, I actually made that point, I think, in a, in a post or a little like mini article the other day, um, because that's, you raise a very actually important point, because I, I would say that that's the, the, especially, you know, with, with a lot of people that you and I deal with, people who are, you know, um, in the early stages of, of creating a business, almost in, invariably when somebody's just getting out started, that what they come to me with, they're like, okay, I need to build a website. That's the first yeah. thing they say, right? And, and it's kind of like, okay, and, and my, I said exactly actually what you said, which is like, 
okay, that's not a bad place to start, but let's take a few steps back. One being that technically you don't necessarily. You could, for example, completely, you know, create a business through Facebook, entirely through Facebook. Entirely. And, and, and there would be successful with it. Now, again, in that article, I said, okay, let's be realistic. You probably, I have a website. Most marketers that I know have a website. And probably once we get to talking with you, we'll agree you need a website in most cases. But not necessarily. But, but coming, but not necessarily. Exactly. Because a website does not a business make. You know, I used to um, one of my talks called Beyond the Ad. I should probably call it now Beyond the Website or Beyond the Instagram feed. Um, you know, is that, you know, a website or an Instagram page or whatever does not a business make. You know, people look at it and they just they look at that, you know, tip of the iceberg, if you will. And I think that's all there is. And then they just copy it and then the whole thing falls flat because that's not what marketing really is. Marketing is everything you do in your business to create a communicate value or product or service to your target audience to convince them to buy. It's everything. And I always love that definition, by the way. You just went through it, but I guess you, I think your audience has heard it. My audience might have heard me say it before. You've heard me say it before. I'll say I'll I've heard it, it, but it's good. It's, it's a very good one for people. Yeah, so marketing is the creation and communication of value to your target client or customer to convince them to buy. It is creation, communication, client, customer, and convince. And when those elements aren't all there, you don't actually have real marketing. You just, you might have a website, you might have an ad, you might have social media. You don't have a business. You don't have a, a revenue driver at all. And that's what marketing is meant to be. Um, and I do, a lot of people do make that mistake. You know, the best calls that I've gotten, I think I even told you this story and guys, listeners, I might've told you the story, but it's a really good one. And Julian, I'm sure you have stories like this as well. A guy calls me up He's like, SD, I need social media for my business. I know that if I just had social media, my business would take off. It was like a year or two ago. So, you know, 2017, 18, definitely reasonable, 100% reasonable. Um, and so I say, okay, you know, that's very possible. Tell me a little more about the business, like what's going on and, and let's see what we need to do. And he says, okay, they do continuing education for geriatrics. I could not make this up if I tried. Like I, I couldn't because it would never occur to me. And so I said, mm -hmm. okay, so you do it through the nursing care facilities. You're trying to get the kids to send grandpa. Like what? And he's like, no, specifically they target geriatrics who are living independently, um, giving them a sense of community, keeping them sharp. Um, they target them directly, people who are living independent. I'm like, okay, so let me get this straight. You are marketing to the 70, 80 plus set of people who live independently and are sharp on their own. He's like, yeah. And you want them to come to continuing education classes in local community centers. Yes. And you want social media because that'll make the business take off. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, is your audience on social media? And he's like, I don't know. I'm not. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 of course. And yes. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, just this, like in the last week, I could, I could name a few calls or like that are exactly <laughs> like that. There was one in which, um, you know, I, I, very funny, actually, I did even a post about this because, you know, I get this site, this, this, he, he sends me his website. I see that it's about, you know, starting your own business kind of a thing, selling, you know, way, you know, like slightly similar kind of like offering in a way of what we're talking about. And I get on the call with him and he starts talking about medical supplements. <laughs> what? And how it's like this whole thing and now it's great and so forth. And, and now, and then after a while I piece it together and I realized like, okay, no, this is like some multi, you, it's an MLM. It's bought an MLM. into an MLM opportunity. and I, and I found like the, what is, this, you know, the, the duplicates of his site. 
and I actually like did a whole video of it because I just went right into Google and I'm like, look, here I'm on page six of Google results. Here I'm on page 11 of Google results. And we're not talking like, like similar. We're talking like identical sites, identical uh, testimonials. The only thing that's unique is their domain name, like text at the bottom and, and the photo of themselves that they've plopped into this. No way. Um, and, and, you know, when I start questioning, okay, well, I don't understand what your business model is, because at this time I hadn't even, you know, fully, you know, triggered on the whole MLM scheme. Was he, was he, he, got, he got really upset. He got really defensive about your help. Hmm? Did he genuinely want your help or was he trying to sell you into the MLM? No, 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 no. He wanted my help because okay. he generally wanted help saying, with his MLM. He was like, because all I need is I, I just think that I'm driving traffic. And by the way, so I, I said like, I was like, well, he's like, oh, I'm getting people into the top of my, into the funnel, but then they're not clicking through. But then what's the point? Well, first of all, and I like, I hadn't clicked through yet. So I was like, well, first of all, what I'm going to see a video about supplements. I don't I'm, like, this is where I was like, what bait and switch is just like the worst thing you could do to people and 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 he and so he thought that if i and i was like so what is it that you think that you're you're getting people but you're just getting the wrong people and you want me to help you drive traffic to the right people that they are gonna like so so i mean that that was one one example uh, that just can, we, can we elaborate on that for a second? And guys, just for all of you listening, MLM multi-level marketing, um, where basically, even if you're in the business of selling things, you're really in the business of selling people to sell things because you earn money on every person you bring in to the pyramid, right? Call them pyramid schemes or, yeah, the or whatever. And some of them are super legit, you know, Tupperware and Mary Kay, like there have been quote unquote MLMs around for, for many generations. Um, there is a structure of this thing that works very well. And there are some that are extremely successful and there are others that really are just like complete um, scam to just be very generous yeah. for the moment, <laughs> just complete scams. And, um, and they are bait and switch and they do prey on people who are, you know, <laughs> Julian, you love my line, the hopeful and stupid. <laughs> like business opportunity, help me build a business. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can tell medical. Like all that guy had to do was sell you. You're his business. He doesn't need you to be successful. He needs to sell you and then he needs to get you to sell more people. And like that's just how the whole machine operates. And it's just absolutely nauseating to me. I hate it. So so yeah. yeah it's sad. It's just it, it breaks my heart, really. Like again, like he, you know, he got very defensive. At, the, at me just asking questions and said, this is what, you know, I remember at one point on the call him saying, you know, well, you know, I guess, you know, if I, if I need to justify my business and I, and this is where I, you know, I laid off, but, but, but the answer, what I would have loved to have in a way said is yes. Yeah. Why, yes. why wouldn't you? I totally do. 100%. I shred these people. You need to justify your business because if it makes no sense to me, how in the world am I as a marketer supposed to go and make sense of it to anybody else? I have but to, more than that, like, please justify the value you bring to the world with this, that you're not just scamming people. Like, I don't know about you, but someone comes to me and they like have a business that, that I feel is not serving the world. Honestly, I won't take them. I won't take yeah, them because I, I don't feel like it's my place, but I won't take them. I and I'm glad, I'm glad that you're actually taking a moment to really like, like stand on this as like a public service announcement because, and it, cause in today's shape and form, it does take exactly that kind of shape. Because you and I too, what we'll do is we'll talk about, hey, look, there's all these things and these things you can do now to drive awareness, to bring new people, to connect all around the world. The, the internet's this amazing thing. So we're hyping it up too. But the problem is, is that you've got all these people who are saying, 
you can have this independent lifestyle and you can like, and again, all the, each testimonial is like, you know, Hey, you know, my wife and I were, couldn't pay the bills, but now we've got this incredible Mac. Now we're able to spend all this time with our family and do all these things. And they're what they're selling you in particular, the sell is, is you don't need to have any experience running a business, nor do you need a product or service. We're going to give it to you turnkey. And one, even it to the extent that anybody makes any money of that, it's the people at, at the top. The, it's the top and the and the early, it, at least the early starters, and certainly like people who own the original business who are making all of that money, and exactly they're making it all on your back. On your back, yeah. On <laughs> your ad spend, because look at the guy who's calling me to spend money that I won't take, but somebody's going to probably. For sure. There's always someone who'll take it because, you know, there's always a spectrum of people. And again, I'm not saying from a place of judgment, everyone has what they believe in, what they're here for, um, what they want to serve. For me, I always feel like I want to serve a higher purpose of, of having people shine their light on the world. Everyone has unique gifts and, and serving people in a way that really benefits them without causing detriment. And so to me, this whole like the bait and switch or where you know, there's no end value really provided. That's a clear exchange, right? Business, real business is an exchange of value for value, you know, and, and where there's no real value exchange. And I think that's a good marker, you know, so companies that I, I am okay with, you know, like one of the big MLMs out there today is Arbon. Um, and I've been pitched multiple times. I'm always like, you're really not going to get me. And they push cause, cause the good ones are really, really good. You know, and I've had regional directors on me, um, you know, cause they like, they look at me and they're like, gold mine and i'm like no no honey wall okay <laughs> my wall that you can't scale not gold they look at me and they're just like yes you have so many people that you could bring in and i'm like yeah and you know why i have those people because i never would that's why yeah. <laughs> like i wouldn't do this um but a company like arbon i do believe provides real value they have real products they sell real products i don't know the internal structure of the company i'm not vouching for them in any way um i do have close contacts and even friends who have done it who've been successful with it um and 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 they don't make me want to vomit because i they actually sell real stuff and their stuff is pretty good too like i've tried some of their products it's decent like to me it reminds me a little bit of like the mary Kay tupperware kind of a model but like i've been hit up and, and i am going to call you guys out like i've been up but i by ambit energy people for decades now. And every time I'm like, I don't understand how you're still around. I don't understand how you're here. I don't understand why you do this or how you do this, or if anybody ever benefits anything other than a bunch of people having coffee. Like, I just don't even understand what this is. Yeah, well, you know, they've, they, you know, they, 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 one, they target the vulnerable. Yeah. You know, they hit people when they're in a low spot and when they want, they're, they're in, in that sort of period of desperation. Um, and, and the financial they, ones, what's the financial one? The financial one also makes me mad because someone yeah, um, got one of my contacts. So one of my guys was in a, a really tough spot, um, personal debt and professional debt. And he came to me, he's like, Esty, I met this amazing financial planner. Okay. This is what really, really made me mad. I met this incredible financial planner who's going to help me, right? Cause I had been doing some, some business guidance with him and he really was in trouble. And he met a quote unquote financial planner who's going to really help him to get out of it and help him with his debt management and help him get loans and help him with the financial management. And all it was, was a financial Ponzi scheme where they invest in these financial products. Um, that's not a financial planner. 
you know, can like, you, can you call yourself a financial planner in the States without accreditation? I don't think, I don't know. I've never looked into the gallery of like it. This. And it could be that it's not what they printed on their business card. Just what they right, say. I'm sure they, yeah. it, you know, but that was kind of the message he got. And again, he was, again, vulnerable in a low place, hurting, desperate. And I blasted, let's just say there's a couple people that probably won't talk to me again. Um, but I, I tore it apart. I was like, I'm going to show you what this thing really is, you know, and, and it, it really bothered me. And then, you know, of course I get like the source person coming to me like, Esty, you know, I, I don't know if you quite understood, you know, how I was going to help your client. Let me explain it to you. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do I look hopeful and stupid? I don't think so. <laughs> you're not going to get me like you think I'm a marketer. So you think you're going to like talk around me, but guess what? I was a CIO for six and a half years. I see the world in zeros and ones and I can crunch numbers in my sleep. So yeah. you're not going to get me. I know exactly what this thing is within 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, and so I think what, what would you say? I have an idea of what I would tell people so how they could filter for like a real business opportunity versus a scheme. What would, what would you say? How, how would someone know when they get approached for these things? Legit, not legit. Okay. Well, I mean, for example, the way that I, the way that I, uh, called up pages and pages and pages of these duplicate sites was actually to simply copy paste some text from the site mm -hmm. and throw the whole big thing into a search bar. Like I took one of the testimonials. I took, I took a paragraph. I took a, one full testimonial and I copy pasted it into my search bar. And like I said, I just got pages and pages and pages because every single page that That's had that amazing. whole thing um, uh, identified that for me. Um, Super smart hack. Guys, I hope you realize like, you know, Julian probably just saved your life and your wallet. Um, that's a great hack. I actually used to do that when um, I was a teacher in high school. And so I would always check my, um, my students work online for plagiarism. And mm -hmm. so I would have my my assistant, um, Google, like little snippets of their stuff. If anything looked a little too good to be true or a little, because I always had the students do like an in-person um, piece of work. Like when I first start the year, so I get like kind of a baseline sample standard of where they're at, teacher hack guys. Um, and, and then everything they're gonna turn in, if it looks really different than what you did that first day of school, we're a little suspicious. Um, and so like Googling paragraphs of tests, you're like, oh, that's where you pulled that from. Uh-huh. You're cute. Do I look stupid? Do I look like one of your regular teachers? No, no, no. Sorry. Um, so yeah, Googling a paragraph is genius. I never thought to do it for this. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah. So I always look at it like if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Like it's, it's a little bit that simple. Like if someone says, Hey, I'm going to give you a great lifestyle, great money. You don't have to do any work. They're lying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no such thing. You can have great money, great lifestyle, a lot of work, right? It's almost like the good, fast, cheap. You know, it's almost that same triangle. You could have a lot of work, great lifestyle, not good money. Like you don't get all three. Yeah. Pick two. All three. Um, they're lying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, you're right that there's a big element of gut, and I'll give you another example of like the thing that just would tr would triggered me, but maybe probably wouldn't for the majority of people, right? Was that so? You know how you've got uh, websites have favicons, right? So yeah. part of this part of this template that was like, oh, the uh, part of the template it had the the favicon was a secure icon, you know, the lock. Oh. Icon, but it's clever, right? Because as as a, as a like to make you feel more secure, right? To make like everybody gets this one kind of generic lock 
icon that people are kind of familiar with and it almost kind of maybe would distract you from the fact that does the site have a security an ssl certificate right which you right. which a lot of browsers you can indicate it's that little green yeah and it's mandatory now google will block many sites that it is them. now mandatory exactly like so i mean right then and there um you've got a bit of an indication that somebody's not operating Totally. Oh my gosh. Okay. We could spend our whole episode bashing these people. We'll stop now. <laughs> um, but no, but I think that is really valuable because I think so many yeah. people, you know, whether they're getting hit up as a business opportunity or when they're in a little place within their own business, looking for an additional income stream or, or potentially seeking help from one of these financial management consultants, which is what they call themselves sometimes. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. Careful with shiny objects. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this.